Brian McClanahan Show, episode 345. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Brian McClanahan. Like my Facebook page at Brian McClanahan. And subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast at Brian McClanahan. You can find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me an email address, and I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. Support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com. It's always free to enroll. You get a free class, and of course, you get the best deals on new courses or forthcoming courses. A new course will be out this week, and only McClanahan Academy subscribers will get the best coupons. You want to be a member, free of charge, and you get the best deals on new courses. And this is part two of my Southern Cultural and Intellectual History class. So you want that, get over there, hop over there, get on board, and get the best deals. You can also support the show by clicking on that support tab at brianmcclanahan.com. You can throw a few pennies my way, help keep these lights on, help keep the podcast going. You can get your Brian McClanahan book plates if you want my autograph on one of my books. I've got a lot of those too. My newest is Southern Scribblings, which I'm going to talk about today, uh, at least partly. So you get that book, you order the book plate, and I send it out to you, and you've got my autograph on it. You can also go to Learn True, T-R-U-E, LearnTrueHistory.com. That's my affiliate link for Tom Woods Liberty Classroom. It's also a great educational website. I teach there with Tom and a whole bunch of other great instructors, so you want to get that too. And also get your Brian McClanahan Show gear at brianmcclanahan.com. Click on the Shop tab. You can get my logo and all kinds of cool stuff and the Think Locally, Act Locally logo, all kinds of great stuff for that too. So lots of great ways to support the show. Always rate it wherever you get your podcast, share it on social media, help spread the message, think locally, act locally, and let's talk about that. We're going to talk about California today. I'm going to mention a couple of things. One in my book, I've got three essays on California secession in my book, Southern Scribblings. And there's a reason for that. I firmly believe that if secession were ever to happen in America, and I I mean, look, I've talked about it on Monday this week. We have a progressive now advocating California secession. We've had F.H. Buckley write a book recently from a conservative standpoint, at least somewhat, on secession. Uh, People are talking about it. This was not the case 20 years ago. People are openly discussing secession. I mentioned that, you know, a vote for Donald Trump at this point is almost voting for California secession because I really think that California would think about it at that point. Maybe the West, maybe the entire West Coast. And I think it's the only area of the United States, if we're ever going to decentralize that way, that it could actually happen. Now, when you look at the 10th Amendment and other things, Of course, decentralization is possible there as well. But um, there has to be some teeth in that. And of course, local action, which we talk about a lot on this podcast, has to be central to that message. We have to be pushing a local message of action. But let's talk about what's going on in California. And this is where people say, well, my gosh, what are we going to do about it? Well, one of the ways you can vote is with your feet. And I think that's what's happening in California. Right now, it costs 10 times as much to move from California to another state as it does to move from another state into California. Because nobody wants to live in California anymore. At least not in 
Los Angeles, or anywhere around there. People are getting out in droves. The wealthy are leaving because they can. There's a new book out, um, or coming out. Well, I think it's out. It's on the Mountain West and how you've got these enclaves in the Mountain West. Just go look at Glenn Beck, right? Glenn Beck has a compound in the Mountain West. He went out because he has a lot of money. He purchased a tremendous amount of land in the Mountain West. He lives in the Rockies on a compound because he has money to do it. And you're seeing this now. Wealthy Americans are buying up large tracts of the American West. It's a beautiful place. It's, it is, in, in my mind, the second most beautiful place in the United States when you look at the Mountain West. And there are pretty places, uh, but it certainly is nice there. In, in my opinion, the most beautiful place in the United States is the Gulf Coast. Uh, the Florida Gulf Coast is just absolutely stunning. In each area, of course, you have problems, but uh, with the natural environment in different ways. But the Mountain West is gorgeous, and people are moving out there because they have money and they can buy up large tracts of land. This book is about Wyoming and one of these uh, in in, uh, the Yellowstone area, actually Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and how expensive it's become to live in that part of of the state because of all the wealthy people. So you've got wealthy people leaving California in droves for the Mountain West or the East Coast or somewhere else. They're just getting out. Maybe they're moving to parts of Northern California, which is also beautiful. And there are some enclaves in California, some of the farming areas of California. I've had students from California in my, in, in my full-time job. So there's a lot of, of, of nice people in California. But the problem is California is completely overrun now by the left. And that's okay if you're a leftist. Look, if you're a leftist and you live in California, it's your utopia. I mean, you've got it. So the, the people that don't like those policies are now trying to get out of California. And you've got the urban areas in California overrun with poverty, uh, homelessness. Uh, I mean, these areas are becoming highly dangerous. And I'm going to, this is actually in the Daily Mail. I was surprised that uh, you never get this in the U.S. press. This is the Daily Mail. Um, And it's entitled, Hollywood's Apocalypse Now. Hollywood's Apocalypse Now. Rich and famous are fleeing in droves as liberal politics and coronavirus turn city of dreams into cesspit plagued by junkies and violent criminals. this This is the British Daily Mail. You would never see this in an American press. I'm going to read this article because it's, I mean, it's terrifying what's going on there. And then I'm going to talk about something I wrote a few years ago about California secession. And just give this perspective on how this would actually be great for red staters, right? This would be, every red state in America should be pushing for California to leave the union, to vote it out. See, Texas v. White of 1869, if you just want to say unilateral secession is, is unconstitutional, which I would disagree with, but if, you, if that's the case, the Supreme Court in 1869 in Texas v. White said the rest of the states can vote out a state. This is essentially a, a cover for Reconstruction because at that particular point, the North voted out the South again. And, but they said the rest of the United States can vote out a state, so why not vote out California? Why not just get rid of it? One of the problems with that, of course, is Kevin McCarthy, the speaker, uh, I'm sorry, the minority leader for the Republicans, is from California. So you'd have that issue. But let me read this article. Gold's Gym has become synonymous with the Hollywood dream. 
such as a few hundred yards from the ocean and sun-kissed Venice Beach, Los Angeles, Golds was the backdrop for Pumping Iron, the 1977 documentary which followed a young, unknown Austrian bodybuilder called Arnold Schwarzenegger as he prepared for the Mr. Universe contest. The film turned him, fr- turned him into an overnight sensation. He would go on to become a global superstar, marry a member of the Kennedy clan, and become governor of California. Yet today's gold sits amidst, amid, amid post-apocalyptic scenes which have consumed much of L.A., turning the city of dreams into an urban nightmare from which people are fleeing in droves. A makeshift tent city made up of flapping tarps and cardboard boxes surrounds the gym on all sides. Junkies and the homeless, many of whom are clearly mentally ill, walk the palm-lined streets like zombies. All just three blocks from multi-million dollar homes overlooking the Pacific. Stolen bicycles are piled high on pavements littered with broken syringes. TV bulletins are filled with horror stories from across the city of women being attacked during their morning jog or residents returning home to find strangers defecating in their front gardens. This is, this is the socialist utopia of the United States. And it's, this is L.A., San Francisco is just as bad. It's all awful. This is why people want out. The problem is when they get out, they go somewhere else and they bring some of the stuff with them. Today, Los Angeles is a city on the brink. For sale signs are seemingly dotted on every suburban street as the middle classes, particularly those with families, flee for the safer suburbs, with many choosing to leave L.A. altogether. British-born Danny O'Brien runs Watford Moving and Storage. There is a mass exodus from Hollywood, he says. A lot of it is to do with politics. His business is booming. August has already set records, and we only are halfway through the month. People are getting out in droves. Last week, I moved a prominent person in the music industry from his $6.5 million mansion above Sunset Boulevard to Nashville. You see, Nashville, though, the problem with that is Nashville is going to become like California. Nashville already is turning into that in some ways because these people bring the liberal politics with them when they get to Tennessee. O'Brien, 58, who moved to L.A. from London 34 years ago, is also planning to move to Tennessee. Liberal politics have destroyed the city, he says. The homeless encampments are legal, and there's nothing the police can do. White, affluent, middle-class folk are getting out. People don't feel safe anymore. With movie studios still shuttered because of the coronavirus pandemic and businesses only just starting to remove the wooden boards put up after the citywide rioting following the death of George Floyd while being arrested by three white officers in Minneapolis. One of those officers wasn't white, by the way. This is the narrative. I, I don't... Get it? One of the officers was, uh, I believe, Asian. Uh, but that's it's, it's amazing how that happens. L.A. is now in the grip of white flight. Lou Ferrigno became friends with Schwarzenegger when both worked out at Gold's. While uh, both were at Gold's, while he might not be quite a household name like Arnie Ferrigno, starred in the TV series The Incredible Hulk. First, first of all, in the '80s, I loved watching The Incredible Hulk. Lou Ferrigno was awesome and became one of the wealthiest bodybuilders in the world with a fortune of $12 million. President Donald Trump appointed him to his Council on Fitness, Sports, and Nutrition in 2018. But Ferrigno, for all of his impeccable connections, has become fed up with what he described as the dramatic decline in L.A. He and wife Carla recently sold their $3 million, $3 million pound home, this is in pounds, in Santa Monica and moved to a 7,000-square-foot mansion two hours north of L.A., Carla says, one morning around 7 a.m., opened the curtains in our beautiful Santa Monica home, and looking up in front of me at our driveway were three gang members with tattoos on their faces sitting on our retaining wall. They were catcalling me and being vulgar. I motioned 
I was going to call the police and just laugh, flicking their tongues at me and showing me their guns. Her husband added, we put the house up for sale after 40 wonderful years and moved north. We feel lucky to have made it out. Now we are in a wonderful place and very happy. Renee Taylor, an Oscar-nominated screenwriter and actress who appeared in the hit TV sitcom The Nanny, recently sold her Beverly Hills home after a half a century and moved to the East Coast. I feel so sad for my friends left in Beverly Hills who have to, had to suffer through looting and rioting. I got out just in time. The virus only made matters worse. There are homeless encampments in some of the most instantly recognizable tourist traps. Stretches of Hollywood Boulevard, embedded with glittering stars representing those who achieve their dream of fame and fortune, resemble a third-world shantytown rather than the heart of America's second-largest city. Outside the Chinese theater where Marilyn Monroe and other screen icons are immortalized by their handprints in concrete, the Michael Jackson and Superman lookalikes who usually pose with tourists have been replaced by vagrants begging for change. Meanwhile, the visitors snap photos of a large Black Lives Matter logo painted down in the middle of the street. Cars parked beside the beach in Santa Monica, a popular tourist destination for Britons, are filled with bashed-up motorhomes, each housing several people. The authorities have even put portable toilets on the streets to try to stop the homeless relieving themselves on private property. The Westwood area of L.A., home to some of the most upmarket blocks of flats in the city, has been renamed West Hood by locals appalled by rising crime. Veteran publicist Ed Losey says the city was changing before coronavirus brought us to our knees. The homeless problem has been escalating for years, exacerbated by weak politicians making bad decisions. Hollywood has always been the wokest of the woke, so politicians have done nothing to stop people sleeping on the streets. It's not illegal and the weather's nice, so they keep coming. There is insufficient housing, inadequate mental health care, and in COVID, it's a perfect storm. When I first arrived in L.A. 40 years ago, the town smelled of orange blossoms. Now, the streets stink of urine. There is a beautiful park in Westwood, but you can't go there because there are people slumped on the ground and you step on a carpet of needles. I mean, this is leftist policies. This is what people want out of. This is why California secession should be voted on by every American just to get it out of the union. White flight is real. The elites and middle class are leaving. People are taking losses on the sales of their homes to get out. The divide between rich and poor has never been more glaring. Just yards away from Gold's sits the sprawling L.A. headquarters of internet giant Google. The car park is housed in a building designed by architect Frank Gehry to look like a giant pair of binoculars. Private security guards wander around as a handful of employees returning after lockdown drive into the complex in their Teslas, Porsches, and Range Rovers. Charity worker Robert means man's two portable toilets opposite the Google HQ. Recently released from jail, this menial job is the only work he can get. He says two people have overdosed in the toilets in the past two weeks. I have a Narcan pen which brings them back to life after they overdose on opioids. I've had to use the pen twice since the beginning of August. The situation is terrible. I don't blame those who can afford to get out of the city for doing so. Some 66,000 people now sleep rough every night in L.A., up 12.5% on last year. 66,000 people, 66,000 homeless people in L.A. That's the size of a small city. 66,000 homeless people in L.A. sleeping on the streets. I mean, it's it boggles the mind that this is going on and somehow these, and I'm going to get into the political part of it, how the, this actually dominates America. And I'm going to talk about this in terms of nationalism, where this where this fits. Because this is dangerous for the rest of the United States in a nationalist environment. 
There's no hope anymore. The rich are getting richer, and there's nothing for those on Skid Row. Trump has done nothing to help the poor. All he cares about are his rich friends making more money. If I had money, I'd get out too. I mean, but see, this is, they're blaming Trump for a problem that is socialism is creating this issue in California. And it's, it's the wealthy elite that push socialism. The pandemic has made many in Hollywood realize they don't need to live in L.A. or anywhere near it to keep working. Talent manager Craig Dorfman has moved to upstate New York. A lot of people in the industry are reevaluating their lives and saying, you know, I never really loved L.A. Where would I like to live? Because I can do what I want to do from anywhere. Fashion stylist Leia Forrester and her film producer husband Bill Johnson have rented out their home and moved to the Mexican beach town, uh, to a Mexican beach town with their two children. We wanted to be in the most healthy, supportive, and serene environment we could be in so that we could have some sense of control over our immediate surroundings and our destiny, says Forrester. But they see they, they created this mess and they leave it behind. They should have to live there in it. Comedian Joe Rogan, who makes $30 million a year from his self-titled podcast, has quit L.A. for Texas and says, when you look at the traffic, when you look at the economic despair, when you look at the homelessness problem that's accelerated radically, I think there are too many people here. I think it's not tenable. I don't think it's manageable. Ironically, the celebrity enclave of Malibu, home to such leading members of the woke wokeocracy as Leonardo DiCaprio, has cracked down hard on the homeless, bringing in local laws to prevent people parking their motorhomes along the beach overnight. They've kicked the homeless problem into other areas of the city, like Westwood and Venice. It's a classic case of not in my backyard. See, but this is local response. The local people said, no, we're not doing this anymore. But you don't have it in these other areas. Meanwhile, some of Tinseltown's biggest stars are developing backup plans should the situation worsen. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson recently took Greek citizenship and have told friends they intend to spend more time in Europe. Producer Dana Brunetti, business partner of disgraced actor Kevin Spacey and producer of the Fifty Shades of Grey films, has acquired Italian citizenship because Italy is part of the EU. Nicole Kidman and husband Keith Urban have homes in L.A., Nashville, and her native Australia. Source says they've been spending a lot of time in Nashville. There they can give their kids a more normal upbringing. They've been talking about getting rid of the L.A. place. This is hilarious. So here you have these hypocritical lefties, a more normal upbringing. Well, what does that actually mean? When the news broke last week that Prince Harry and Meghan have chosen to make their home two hours north of L.A. in the upmarket hamlet of Montecrisha, the, the news shocked no one. One Oscar-nominated Oscar writer told me they saw enough of L.A. those times they left Tyler Perry's house to make them not want to raise Archie in a place like this. L.A. has always attracted beautiful and talented people from around the world who come here looking for fame or money or both. Now the streets look like Haiti after an earthquake. It's dirty, dangerous, and work has dried up. Even when studios start to open up, people will choose to work from other places. The most recent high-profile name to quit Hollywood is Tesla billionaire, billionaire Elon Musk, a darling of the show business crowd. Actor Robert Downey Jr. has said it was Musk who inspired his portrayal of Tony Stark, the eccentric billionaire inventor of the Iron Man movies. Musk has recently sold his compound of four homes in Bel Air for a combined total of $62 million and is said to be considering a, more, a move to Texas where he is building Tesla's $1 billion new factory. When the real-life Iron Man moves out of Hollywood, you know it's all over, says a source at one of the major studios. This is amazing. Um, and again, you wouldn't see this paper in the American press because, well, they're going to back the other side of this. And they're going to say this is just all a bunch of nonsense. But it's all going on. So 
One of the things we need to think about, and I say this is dangerous for national, look, California is governing the United States. Not just California, but the United States. The Speaker of the House of Representatives is from California. The minority leader of the House is from California. Kamala Harris is from California. Why do we want to be governed by California? Now, I know Joe Biden is from Delaware, but again, he's an empty suit. He's a puppet. Why would anyone want to be governed from California? The other thing is, you know, Donald Trump is from New York. Why would anyone want to really be governed from New York either? That's a major question. But we've got a real serious culture war going on in America, and this is part of it. California is indicative of what happens when you get these leftist policies ingrained. And this is, you get California, right? So what if the rest of the United States was to boot California out? Well, the House would instantly lose 45 Democrats and 7 Republicans. Actually, it would be close. It would be 46 Democrats because one seat is vacant, but I'm sure it would go Democrat. Would lose 46 Democrats and 7 Republicans. Which means that it would instantly become a Republican-dominated House of Representatives. The Senate would lose two senators, including Kamala Harris, but also Dianne Feinstein. Could we not... We, and, and, and in that group would be Nancy Pelosi, of course. We would lose Pelosi, we'd lose Kamala Harris, we'd lose Dianne Feinstein. Would that not be a perfect situation for the rest of America? We should be pushing this everywhere you can. Look, vote, for, vote California out of the union. It should be a new slogan. Vote out California. Get rid of it. right? And you could take Oregon and Washington with it, and it wouldn't be any worse. You would, you would have, and I, and I wrote in my Southern Scribblings, this is where I have a chapter on this, Red States for California Secession. So I'm going to read a second of this. I know I'm I'm bumping on time here, and I don't want to go long, but California Attorney General Xavier Becerra has given the green light for CalExit proponents to begin collecting signatures for California Secession in the 2018 general election. Now, this is two years old, but this is good news. California is a logical place to begin having a conversation about secession, and every red state American should be actively supporting the proposal. As California goes, so goes Oregon and Washington, and in the not-so-distant future, perhaps Massachusetts, Connecticut, Maine, Vermont, and New Hampshire. Maybe Hawaii might finally get a chance to regain its independence. One can dream. What would this mean for red state America? Imagine a world without Senators Warren, Crazy Bernie, Dianne Feinstein, or Kamala Harris. Add to that list Maxine Waters, Nancy Pelosi, and even Susan Collins, and the Congress becomes a much more hospitable place. Imagine all the red state people living in peace with no deep north or west coast hell. It's easy if you try. Would Congress be perfect? No. There still will be a host of neocons taking up space. They can be more problematic than the Democrats in regard to foreign policy. But certainly, issues such as immigration, the welfare state, taxes, fiscal restraint, health care, abortion, and a host of other hot-button topics would take a decided turn in the direction of real federalism. The Senate would be split 51 to 31 and the House, 220 to 126. Those are not super majorities, but close. Think about it. You would have a 51 to 31 split if these states would leave, and a 220 to 126 in the House. The left would become an insignificant other in red state politics. In fact, you could envision a mass exodus of American pinkos piling up stakes and moving to the grand West Coast socialist utopia or its cousin in the deep north. Red state America would look more like real America. Chuck Thompson quipped, the North would be better off without the red states. I think it's the other way around. Heck, many Southerners might even like the United States flag again. It would be free from the stain of Yankee invasion. 
I say the irony, of course, is that only the North could pull this off in modern America. Their treasury of counterfeit virtue allows them the ability to say good riddance to the hayseeds and flyover country. Always being on the right side of history gets you bonus points in the world of emotivist politics. So this is what we have, and this is where I think it's important to think about this. And there's more in that, in that chapter that I'm not going to read. I want you to buy Southern Scribblings, right? So um, this is it. This is why people are leaving California. It's a horrible place to be right now in the urban areas of California. It's terrible. Why would you want to be there? And, of course, people with money aren't. But yet they're going to try to force everyone else to the policies that made California what it is, which is why nationalism is so dangerous, why Kamala Harris is dangerous, why Nancy Pelosi is dangerous, why Kevin McCarthy is dangerous. So... Think locally, act locally, get out. Vote with your feet. Somebody asked me, what happens if I'm in this area and I can't move? Well, I mean, you got to think about trying. Try to find somewhere else to be. Try to get somewhere else. Try to get something on the side. Try to create a side hustle, you know, a gig that you can do to make some money so that you can improve yourself and maybe get out of it. You know, Joe Rogan's a nice example. Now, most people can't make $30 million on a podcast. He's the exception, vast exception rather than the rule. But come up with something that you could do this where you can get out and go live somewhere else. I mean, Glenn Beck moved to the Mountain West. Moved to the Mountain West. Left Texas and moved to the Mountain West. So he left Connecticut first. He was in Connecticut for a time. And then, uh, because, and then let me look at Rush Limbaugh. It moved to Florida. I mean, this is what people do. They get out of these high-tax, horrible places, and they go somewhere else. That's thinking locally and acting locally in, uh, in action. Or you can get involved where you are and try to change it. That's, that's also possible if you can get enough people to go your way. Uh, but it becomes very hard in places like L.A. where you have 66,000 people that are just homeless. I mean, what do you do? So, anyways, that's it for this episode of The Brian McClanahan Show. I will see you next time. See you then. (laughs) 